Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Unraveling Princess. And I hope you guys have been well. And I know I've been um, irregular on here, but a lot has been happening. My two sisters and I started a podcast as well. And it's called After His Heart. So, you know, go and check it out. There's interesting content right there. But today I have a few things to share that were on my heart a few weeks ago. (laughs) I was going through something all of us are at any one given point. But um, today's episode, I want to call it, Is God Bad? And um, I was watching a video and there's uh, two people, an elderly gentleman and and a little girl so he was walking away and he turns back to this little girl and tells her take care of what god has given you or he'll take it away said the old man while walking away and then the little girl turns to him and says is god bad you know and then he stopped paused and turned back at her and responded with these three words god is fair in other words what could be the bible translation would be god is just and this is a clip out of a movie whose name i have no idea but um it caught my attention and then i started to question god you know for myself in line with that statement or the familiar statement that might sound like why does god let bad things happen to good people is God bad? And at this statement, it goes around a lot and paints human beings as the perfect people and undeserving of anything bad. And I I wonder, I wonder why we think that God is the one that sends it. You know, something bad happens to you and you're like, but God, why me? Which is a very good question to ask ourselves and God, as we'll see later in this episode. So, God, is God bad? Is he fair? Are we meant to have good things our way alone? In Job chapter 2 and verse 10, I'm reading from the NLT, says, But Job replied, You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So I know this. Job said nothing wrong. Remember what happened to Job and his wife saying, Curse God and die. So then... Why then don't these bad things happen to bad people, quote-unquote, instead of the good, again, quote-unquote? And the simple answer would be none of us is good as we claim or think we are. As the scripture says, no one is righteous, not even one. All have turned away, all have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. And this is from Romans 3, verse 10 and 12. So we know that we are made right with God by placing our faith in Christ Jesus. And this is true for everyone who believes, right? No matter who we are, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of the glorious standard of God. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. And this sacrifice shows that God was being fair. 
or just when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just as he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. This is not a writing. This is actually Romans 3, chapter 22 and verse 26. And we're still dissecting, is God bad? He is just. Is he just? Isaiah 64, 6 says, we are all infected and impure with sin. Hmm. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall and our sins sweep us away like the wind. And that's from Isaiah 64, 6, like I said. Now, um, now that we've gotten that out of the way, why do good things happen? No, why do bad things happen to good people? And we claim to be good and then put God in this position of, if it is something bad, why did God let it happen to me, right? Now that we've somehow understood sin, our righteousness is filthy rags. Here's another issue to tackle. God is fair. Does that mean like a judge, he only gives or allows what's deserving of us, whether we know it or not? Hmm, maybe. I'm not yet quite sure. Um, the Bible says that through one man, Adam sin entered the earth and all that came after him partook of that sin. And so before God, all of us are deserving of death and whatever comes before that. We live in such a broken world that that has no time to sort and choose who gets bad and who doesn't, you know. But what or who came before us influences that? I'm going to say that again. We live in such a broken world that has no time to sort out or choose who gets bad and who gets good, who gets hurt and who doesn't, you know. We share experiences from day to day and we're like, wow, that sounds familiar, right? And the magnitude might vary, yeah? But then when you think about it, who or what comes before us kind of predetermines that, yeah? What we do now will affect those that will come from and after us. If we have seen of the bloodline we are carrying, whether we know it or not, we'll bear the consequences. If there's altars that are not of the one true living God in our families, we shall reap the consequences of that. And you know, we have seen people be born again, but come from such broken families that these curses, these sins, these consequences of sin keep on following them until we break those, right? So I guess... All I'm trying to say is the next time, you know, we make a fist to God and ask him, why, why me? Why Irene? Why Peter? Why whoever that is? Maybe we should be slow to do that and ask him, what is it in my life or family or bloodline I may be carrying that is marking me for the bad all the challenges there might be. And sometimes because we live in a broken and fallen world, it is inevitable and we shall encounter hardships, but God is faithful. As his word says, he will not let us be tempted beyond what we can handle. And also he gives us the Holy Spirit to be our helper, right? Um, but also before we declare our supposed innocent, innocence before God, 
maybe ask the Holy Spirit to show you areas you need to surrender to him in prayer, repentance and intercession. The answers might be therein. We know that God is a good father who wants the very best for us, but he's also a righteous judge that doesn't let any sin go unpunished because he did. Hmm? And he wouldn't be righteous. Then he, if he did, he wouldn't be righteous. If he let us get, get away with sin, he wouldn't be just. Yeah. So guess what the enemy does? He's the accuser of the brethren and goes before the judge. Remember when he presented himself, when the, the, the angels went before God, he also went, right? He will present his case against you and then ask for justice. And because God is just, he does it. And unless you present your case through Christ Jesus, our mediator, who stands before God on our behalf, then will be doomed for sure, yeah? And Christ Jesus did for us what no one ever could and handed us the keys to life, life eternal and life abundant. Like we saw, uh, like, like we see in John 10, 10, right? The, 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 the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but he, Jesus, has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. That through him all our sins can be forgiven and we can firmly stand and know we are the righteousness of God through him. And it makes sense why the psalmist would call him a fortress to whom the righteous run and are safe. In him is safety, forgiveness of sins and a clean slate for all mankind. And so... Um, that morning, I was tempted to think, yeah, I was tempted to think and even say to God, how could you let this happen to me? And I, I know that many times I find myself there and be like, hey, but God, you know, after all that has happened, I've gone through, I pray, you know, but I pray, you know. Yeah, and I, I just... I think I was on a board actually coming and I was thinking all these things be like, hey, but God. But then after that, I was like, wait, there should be a reason. God cannot just lay things up in voir, you know, say that for his glory or there's a reason. Isn't it interesting how the disciples asked him, who sinned? This man's parents, the one that was blind? And he said, no. Was it sick? He said, no. Some things happened that the glory of God may be shown, yeah? So I, I pray to God that he would show us how to pray in such times, how to stand in the gap, how to seek him, that he would reveal to us the things unknown to us, that we need to know about our bloodline, about our generations, things that we need to break, things that we need to stop. Hmm? And pain is inevitable in this world. We live in a broken world, but God is always with us. He is Emmanuel and he's able to save us through it all. Yeah. And he says, when you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. And so we call on you, God. El Shaddai, our God Almighty. We need you, O God, for everyone and anyone that might be listening in right now. My Father, I pray that for whatever they may be going through, the hard situations, the questions that might have been lingering of God, why me again? Why this again? Lord, we know that you are just and all that you do is right and just. And Lord, we do not dare to question you. We do not dare to doubt your goodness and your love. That because you are a just God, you will not let sin go unpunished. So, Father, I pray for anyone listening in right now, oh God, that Jesus, whatever sin, God, whatever hand of judgment is over them, Lord, whatever 
cast whatever sin of the bloodline of parents or grandparents or God of the nation of regions or Lord of anything that we might be a part of that we are not aware of that is causing judgment over our lives and thus bringing sin and condemnation and many other things from the evil lord happening to us father we repent we stand in the gap of god like nehemiah and the children of israel did as they were rebuilding the walls of jerusalem my god they fasted they called upon you O oh god and they repented for the sins of the fathers of oh god of generations before even us oh god we stand in the gap for our families of oh god for the person listening my god for this nation jesus my father for the children that will come from us oh god and after us lord we pray for mercy and ask that you will wash us clean god our righteousness is as filthy rags so we take up your righteousness through jesus christ lord and we pray that when we are faced in these situations holy spirit that you will show us why and you show us how to overcome them by your blood and our testimony oh god empower us oh lord as we seek you as we grow deeper in your word and relationship with you father May we overcome all that the enemy has set before us. We trample over snakes, scorpions, and every wicked power of the enemy and triumph because your word says we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Lord, we love you and we pray all that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Um, I loved writing this down. It was such a reflective time for me and thinking. And even now, many times when things happen, I, I, I feel bad, yes. But then it's a point for me to go back and evaluate and ask God, actually, and go deep and be like, God, what is this? You know, is there something more? So I hope this has been a blessing to you and an encouragement. And I encourage you to share it with a friend. Pray and reach out to your people, to um, family. Note those patterns that are going on and intercede, stand in the gap for we have been called to be the, the, the watchmen on the wall, to watch out for our families, for our own lives, for our children, for the sake of those that are coming. Let us stand up now in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you.